Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Going to spend the next couple of minutes talking about a team, a town, shoot, an entire state that has been very much in the news over the last several days. Uh, our guest is a reporter for the uh, up in uh, Wisconsin, Fox Sports Wisconsin, uh, host and reporter, uh, does pre and post game stuff for the Brewers, but also reports on and uh, talks up the Bucks. And we're going to ask him to do both with us tonight. Greg Kashan joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. Greg, Jody McDonald here. How are you, bud? I'm doing great, Jody. Thanks for having me on. No, thank you for coming on. Uh, the Bucks have been a team that have drawn a lot of attention, and I guess it depends on your point of view on the world and life as to uh, whether it's good or bad attention, good attention as far as I'm concerned, because they were the team that stepped out first and said, because uh, the shooting of Jacob Blake happened close to home in Kenosha, that they just felt it was wrong to go on with playing playoff basketball when the country was going through the upheaval that it was going through. Um, it was well-received by some and not so well-received by other. Before we even talk about the team, give me the pulse of the area, the town. No, you're in Milwaukee, but Fox Sports Wisconsin goes all over the entire state. Um, how was the decision by the Bucks, which had uh, long-reaching uh, reactions to it thereafter, how was it reacted first at home? Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think, I think the majority of the people thought it was um, a good thing to do. Um, times are changing, and... Um, even though sports fans, um, there are there are a number of sports fans, as we know, Jody, that don't want to mix uh, politics with sports. They don't want to mix uh, current events with sports. They don't want to mix uh, anything that's controversial with sports. But it's it's really hard to be a human being um, and a and a professional athlete and try to separate those two. And and I don't think that. Um, I, I think over the over the course of history, there were some there are a few individuals in sports uh, that that tried to do that. Muhammad Ali, Bill Russell, just to name a few. Uh, obviously, Jackie Robinson crossing the color barrier. But I mean, today's today's players, today's athletes are trying to do something that is not to make a statement; it's to help. And and I think from that standpoint, um, the Bucks have done so much around the Milwaukee area and, and the state of Wisconsin to try to help. I mean, earlier this year, they visited a Racine, Wisconsin Correctional Institute and spent the better part of a day down there interacting with prisoners. And the players didn't do this, but the, the coaches and, and the managers played a pickup game with these guys and had a really positive experience. Now, does that help the prisoner or does that help the Bucks? It, it helps both, but the Bucks can come out and tell a story. And then they can also um, make that story be something big 
and loud when they do a protest like this. And there's backing and reasoning behind it that we saw the other day when they can reach out to our Wisconsin lieutenant governor and legislatures and get them on the phone while they're supposed to be playing basketball in their locker room to try to work things out to, to seek advice and guidance. So um, from that standpoint, if people don't like that, if there's something wrong with that, then there, there's something wrong with, with a lot more in the world that we don't know about yet. And, and I, I almost fear that. I'll tell you that right now. Craig, I know what I've heard and read and seen as far as reports go. You know better than I because you've got your uh, leads into the team. And I know you're not in a bubble, but you've still got your sources and the like. Um, the Bucks made the decision not to play the game. There was some pullback from other teams that didn't like the fact that the Bucks, without ever on their own, made their decision. Kind of put the NBA in a spot. I think it was easy for the NBA to respond and say, "Okay, fine." The other teams then followed suit. Um, I'm sure it was done as a group. We know Giannis is their on-court leader because he's not only their best player, he's the best player in the game right now. Uh, but they've got some other veterans that have been there, done that around the league. Nobody's been there, done that in the situation we're in right now. Who are the guys who were the leading uh, instigators in getting the Bucks to be the first to step out of line and say, no, it's wrong for us to be playing right now? Well, the, the two guys are going to name the first is, is George Hill, and, and you mentioned guys have been around the league that have seen a lot of things, and he's certainly one of them, but he saw a whole lot before he was even in the NBA because he basically uh, grew up in the, the inner city of Indianapolis, and it was really rough for him, uh, like, like it was for many other people that have made it to the NBA, but there's that perspective right there, and um, he used uh, he used somebody that became um, somebody like a, a a counselor or a mentor when he was growing up, and he was able to turn around and, and go full circle in life, and 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 has done that before, and, and has set up programs and schools all on his own. Uh, that's what he's done with his his wealth in the NBA. And, and so George Hill was certainly a leader there. Um, and, and then the other one was, was Wes Matthews, who's from Madison, Wisconsin. He's a native Wisconsinite, and he's playing um, with the Bucks for the first time in his long NBA career. Went to college, of course, at Marquette. So he's got a lot invested in the state. Um, so those are the two guys uh, that really were at the forefront, um, especially George Hill. And, and I also mentioned Sterling Brown. Um, he is not uh, a guy that garners a lot of minutes, sometimes doesn't even play. But you know his story from 2018 when uh, he was racially profiled for illegally parking um, at a Walgreens, uh, ended up being tased and arrested. Um, so we know that storyline. Those guys all really were at the forefront. And, and George Hill told us today um, there had been talk about them potentially doing a boycott. But it really didn't happen um, until um, about 15 minutes before they were going to go out and do their actual final official pregame warmups. And they just collectively kind of looked at one another and said, we can't do this. We, we, have, to, we have to do something. We have to stop here. Um, we have to formulate a game plan. We're not leaving this room. And they stayed in there for three hours, three hours. So... 
that's, uh, that's pretty impressive. Um, and so those are the guys that really spearheaded this. And, and I'll also say Vin Baker uh, is an assistant coach and Darvin Ham is the, the, the lead assistant on this, on this team. And they've gone through an awful lot and, and they certainly um, played a great hand and, and helping the players out in decisions and, and ironing out details. Um, and then, of course, Mike Budenholzer, you know, he puts his final stamp on things. He, he's all about the players. Um, so that, that's kind of how it all went down, Jody. Craig Koshan from uh, Fox Sports Wisconsin, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, that's why I don't understand the pushback from some of the other NBA players. Uh, as you mentioned and gave us good detail, thank you for that, about how and when the decision actually came down. It was like right before tip-off, and it was a come-together group decision to shut down the games. After that, uh, there has been some blowback. It's been pretty well reported that some of the most prominent players in the NBA didn't like what the Bucks did because they thought they should have done it in conjunction with the entire Players Association. Well, they didn't make that decision until minutes before the game was supposed to tip off. So I completely understand the Buck explanation. How many of them were put off by the fact that the likes of LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard, a couple of superstars in the league who've been outspoken and very much in uh, lockstep with uh, pushing the social justice initiative, decided to take some pot shots at the Bucks? How did that go over with Milwaukee? Well, you know, I, I think at first, you, you, you know, you kind of feel like if, if you're in the ring, and, you know, you're getting jabbed. You feel those jabs, right? Uh, but it's, it's a heavyweight fight. I mean, even though these guys are in a bubble and, and they're supposed to be united, um, what union totally is uh, anywhere in this country? Um, so, and, and the Players Association has gone through, um, as expected, their, their own uh, inner squabbles. I'm sure the NFL Players Association has done. Every, everyone has. So I don't think they took that, to be quite honest with you, more than a jab. I think, I think they're smart enough to consider the source of, of who is upset by it. Um, and I think their, their initial jab was from the Orlando Magic. Hey, we're out on the floor warming up, man. Well, give, us, give us a heads up. Why, why don't you let us know ahead of time? You know, we're taped up, ready to go, and we're fighting for our lives to stay in the playoffs. That was their first jab. Um, and so they got through that and, and when everybody assembled in the bubble that night to talk, um, they're, they're savvy enough and smart enough to know that after all the games were canceled, they have the meeting, LeBron walks out, Kawhi walks out, the two LA teams walk out. They're smart enough to know that meeting is not adjourned yet just because they're not there. And they're smart enough to know that everyone's getting together tomorrow morning, cooler heads prevail. And, and to be honest with you, that's kind of a, a track record of LeBron James. Um, he gets he gets pretty feisty initially. We've we've seen it plenty of times before, but when he has time to think about things, um, he he generally makes the right decision, takes the right step, and, and and sides with with the you know the right the right people. And and that happened the next day. Um, he doesn't want to leave the bubble. He does, you know yes he has his money and everything, but. Um, he he wants to make sure that that the league is taken care of, and the other thing is, you know, that 
This league is young. There are young superstars. Luka uh, Doncic is only 21. Giannis just turned 25, and he's been in the league for seven years. Um, we've got some young superstars coming up here that are going to be around far longer based on their experience in the bubble than, than a guy like LeBron James is right now. And I think collectively they all have to understand that the future is right now. And, and these guys are going to carry this on for years and years and years. And, and, and I think, um, I think really overall, I think the Bucks handled it well. I think the league ended up handling it well. And, and I think the players, you know, ended up cohesive on this. Craig Koshin from uh, Fox Sports Wisconsin, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, let's take it back out onto the floor. If Orlando wasn't happy with the fact that the Bucks walked away from the game just before tip-off the other day, well, they could have defended their honor, their turf today. They didn't. Uh, the Bucks lost game one of this series and then basically handled the magic over the last four games, and they now advance to the Eastern Conference semifinals. Um, they were just a better team. We're all year. We're in this series. Uh, they showed the ability to get their focus right back. Uh, they did before the uh, short break we had here. They did it again today. How does this Milwaukee team, as we sit here today, compare to the one who finished up with the most wins in the NBA in the regular season? I, I, I think it's different still. Um, you know, Jody, it, it is really hard to go back four months in time for any of these teams. Um, I really believe that there there are very few teams right now that I could name other than uh, maybe Toronto, maybe Miami um, at this point, um, you know, out in the West, it's, it's kind of wide open. I'm not seeing the Clippers and Lakers is, is who they were either. Um, maybe Oklahoma city's steady. Um, you know, that, that jazz nugget series has been, you know, kind of surprising. Um, but I, but I think they're like most other teams right now. They're just not the same after taking basically longer than an off season off and to come back and try to play at that high level. Um, it, it's really going to be something to see who they are. And that question is going to get answered starting on Monday when they take on the heat. I mean, this is, this is an enormous step going from the first round to the, to the semifinals. Um, these final four teams in the East all deserve to be the final four teams. And, and, you know, right now it, it is hard to pick a favorite. Uh, the worst part about this whole scenario, Jody, to be honest with you is, is, you know, the Bucks worked really hard the last two years to have home court. Um, they lost it in game six of the conference finals last year to Toronto, and they were poised to, to have it this year, uh, overall again. And man, you put a neutral site out there and, We'll let the chips fall where they may. I mean, that, that's about as best as I can say it right now. Fair enough. Uh, best two players on the two teams will start to match up on Monday, both offensively and defensively, are Jimmy Butler and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Are they going to match up mano a mano? Uh, Jimmy Butler's only given up six or seven inches going up against Giannis. How do you think those two will go up against each other? Will it be head-to-head or just part of the heat against part of the Bucks? Well, I mean, a large part of it's going to be, you know, part team, part team, but, but you know, they're going to, they're going to end up on each other at some point. It's just inevitable. Um, you know, uh, Spolster is going to make his moves and, and coach Bud is going to make his moves at times. Uh, I really, I really think this is going to go down to a, a seven game series. And, um, 
Jimmy, Jimmy's chomping at the bit to play the best he always is. And I, I can't imagine him not getting his way uh, more than a few times. And, and he's going to draw the best out of Giannis. You know, Giannis is, um, Giannis is an incredibly competitive and physically able individual. And Jimmy's going to try to get in his head. There's no question about that. There'll be more Jimmy trying to get in Giannis's head than Giannis in Jimmy's head. Giannis is kind of a straight up player. You know, if, if you're, if you think you're better than me, good luck. If you think you're better than me, good luck. Where Jimmy's going to play some games. So this will be fun to watch. And you know as well as I do, Jody, these two at, 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 at some point in each game are, are going to have their moments. That's what I'm looking forward to. Um, all right, last thing while we got you, since we know you know uh, Brewers inside and out. Uh, they're below 500 at this point, but in this wacky season, everybody's in it. Nobody's run away and hiding. There's a handful of teams that are dead in the water and may make a trade or two, but I think it's going to be a boring trade deadline on Monday. Milwaukee's in that gray area middle, and the reason for it, more than anything else, i got to believe, is the fact that their MVP, Christian Yelich, is playing like a below-average player. Didn't see that one coming because he was looking like the best or one of the best players in the game over the last two years. What's been Yelich's issue? Can he get it straightened out for the last month and keep the Bucks, uh, the Brewers in the playoff hunt? Well, I mean, that's, uh, that's like the, the million-dollar question around here because he has uh, shown very few signs of consistency, to say the least. Um, you know, he's... Uh, this guy's a, a 320, 330 hitter normally, uh, won the last two batting titles in the National League, and, and you can't even put that in the same sentence with, with what's happening right now. Um, but I think going into this long break they had between spring training and now, um, he, knew, he knew going in, am, am I going to be a victim of this, or am I going to be somebody that can conquer this? And and quite honestly, I'm not sure if he knew that once they got back and, and had their summer camp and, and actually started the season a month ago. I, I'm not sure mentally he knew where he was. And, and I think the mental part, especially with baseball playing these 60 games right now, the mental portion of how you are handling this pandemic, these rules, the protocols, no fans, all of this, um, was probably every general manager's greatest fear of how his assembled club was going to perform. Managers can't snap these guys out of it. Managers got to let these guys play once the game goes. Um, but it's, it's who's assembled around them. And the other guys that are assembled around them too right now are equally struggling. So um, it, is, it is not a good one-two punch right now for the Brew Crew offensively especially. It, you know, when, when Kristen Yelich is going through what he's going through. So um, he has 30 more days to, you know, the next 30 days to figure it out over the course of time. But, you know, crew, the, the crew doesn't want him to figure it out in 28 days. They want him to figure it out in about eight hours and get it going. You know? <laughs> Greg, great dueling insight, Milwaukee, for us here. Appreciate it greatly. Glad to hear you doing well, staying safe. Thanks for a couple of minutes here tonight. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, Jody. See you later. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.